Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. All right, Thanksgiving week is here, but we are not going to dive into the food and stuff until we rehash what happened in week 11. Get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Our executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. And week 11, Mike, ended with the Super Bowl rematch. Eagles and Chiefs. Uh, I like the football game because it wasn't perfect. But I just wonder now, leaving that, my goodness, where have the fantasy, what have the fantasy gods done with the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to fantasy numbers? I mean, if you're playing a Chief right now, you're banging your head against the wall. My goodness. Yeah, difficult proposition all the way around. Even the fantasy great that is Travis Kelsey leaving some opportunities on the ground. Obviously, the peanut punch in the red zone, one that was a gut punch to Chiefs fans, fantasy owners thinking, all right, he's going to get a shot to get an end zone target. Nope, not to be there. Likewise, Isaiah Pacheco has 66 yards in the first half, and then he's on the side of a milk carton uh, in the second as the Chiefs continue their woeful second-half performances. Only 13 points scored, Dan, in the last five second-halves combined, and that is including a date with the Chiefs, and everybody scores on them. So, you know, it's just a problem all around the drop uh, by MBS. Uh, We played it a bunch. Uh, Smith's out on vacation all week, you know, post-birthday, going off to the desert to do whatever he does. Uh, And 
it cost him his spot in our FSR guillotine league. So there was some laughing uh, to go to that a little bit because he had Mahomes going. But, yeah, certainly from a fantasy perspective for this squad, very difficult right now. Very, very topsy-turvy. Watson had his 5 for 53 in a score. I had him on my rosters. We talked about him early in the year, Dan. And it got to the point, it's like, all right, there's no consistency here. So back to the waiver mm-hmm. wire he goes. And I, I can't contend that he or rice or any of these guys become fantasy viable you're looking for other options yeah absolutely you wonder if they're gonna take their aggressions out against uh the raiders but to see how deandre swift had some success so the chiefs defense has been has been good this year mm-hmm. i'm not trying to take anything away from them but you wonder if they'll get a dose of uh josh jacobs um, coming up on Sunday and when one of the few games that actually takes place on Sunday in week 12. <laughs> right. Uh, the, with sure. the games here, there, and everywhere. Here's a Friday. Here's a Sunday yeah. night. Here's a Monday. Here's I, I still wait to see if there was actually a Wednesday game thrown in just to keep us on our toes. Uh, but the Eagles <laughs> offense, I mean, they looked broken. I, I was doing the show with Kerry Rhodes, former All-Pro safety for the Jets, and he just kept saying it's so predictable. And then it became dump off, dump off, dump off. Uh, and a lot of those getting batted up away at the line. Like, it was pretty awful for a good chunk of the night. And then you have the 41-yard strike to Devontae Smith to put them on the doorstep. Six catches, 99 yards on his eight targets. He and Hertz have something special going on. Hertz finishes with 150 yards through the air, sacked five times. I almost wished at halftime he'd come out in New Jersey just saying, hey, try to get me this time, because I bet you there wouldn't have been a speck of dirt on it. The way that second <laughs> half went down. You know, it's funny, you know, Tom Brady making these comments about the league and basically how it's mediocre right now and isn't really good. It's actually a conversation I felt that you and I have had over the last two or three years. Yeah. Uh, when it when it comes to the product. And the re- the only reason I bring it up is actually there's two reasons. Number one, fantasy and betting are the reasons why we are blind to the fact that some of these games aren't good because we have such an interest in our fantasy teams in what we bet, and it blinds us from that, and that has been a a topic of conversation. The other reason I bring it up, Mike, is because when I look at the top fantasy performers from this past week, you know, I I just look at the running back position, and it's Saquon Barkley, number one, because he was the only thing that uh, Tommy DeVito was looking at in Mm -hmm. in that game against Washington. Jalen Warren ends up number two, well, half of his yards came on the one run that he had, you know, from 75 yards out, whatever yeah. it was. 75 and a score or 74 or whatever it was yeah. officially. I mean, there's 13 and a half points or whatever it is. Gus Edwards is it was third in one of my leagues in scoring. And it's, hey, here's two goal line touchdowns yeah. now in a game that is just ground and pound because the other team lost their quarterback. Like, it's, like it's, it's just... There is something to it. Tom Brady realizes it. Everybody realizes it. But now I see it like seeping into the fantasy world where, you know, I I, I know Jalen Warren's the starter, but I don't think you'd be, you know, too excited to start him against Cleveland. And here he ends up being RB number two. And, you know, I told the guy to bench Gus Edwards. Maybe that's why I'm a little, you know, sour about (laughs) it. But it's just interesting to see the rankings and how some of these scoring leaders are in the sort of messes that they end up scoring out of in these games. Yeah, Devin Singletary ends up your fourth running back uh, for the week in what was a weird game uh, against Arizona for sure. Uh, McCaffrey sixth, 
what a scrub he's become. Uh, and then you've got the tandem of Montgomery and Gibbs rounding out the top 10 against the Bears. And for the most part, you know, that game, everybody was contained. And then the fourth quarter, the Bears just said, yeah, you know what? We, we saw enough. Let's lose this game. And let's do so spectacularly. Uh, so they end up at, with a combined 31 fantasy points uh, between them. And then you go on down the line. You know, Ty Chandler has that fake punt that he runs for 31 yards. He ends up yeah. finishing with 11 points, even though they still, for whatever reason, kept trying to force feed Alexander Madison. You know, you and I have talked about Chandler for a long time. Bursch on the podcast as well. Dan, and like, are we the only ones that see? What am I missing in the practice reps that they feel so obliged uh, to give Alexander Madison more carries when he's clearly ineffective, especially yeah. down the stretch when you're trying to hold off the Broncos? Well, it's heck, <laughs> you got Ty Chandler and Ty Johnson getting top 20 finishes. And yeah. Johnson just had the one reception against Buffalo or for Buffalo against the Jets. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. I, I'm wondering, too, now, and, you know, the rumblings just just speaking of the Vikings, uh, Josh Dobbs does seem to have some fantasy value. That game Monday night against your Bears coming up in Week 12 could actually be pretty fun. Oh, like, there's going to be a bunch of points scored. Yeah, more than better than half the, the, the crap on the schedule that they're giving us on Sunday. We'll get to that <laughs> at another point. But, uh, but, you know, but Josh Dobbs may be, you know, a, a – you know, a guy that just has some interesting value. But to your point, now we're talking about a guy who was on a different team three weeks ago, and he was only on that team for about eight weeks before, you know, prior to being traded. So it just kind of lends to everything that is with the National Football League. Jason Stewart, who I work with on the Doug Gottlieb show, uh, probably about once a week complains about the quality of the National Football League. And it has been a problem, and now it's it's really seeped into the fantasy world because it's becoming it's becoming a little bit more random. Mike, there's so many random factors that end up, you know, whether it was always a random factor. I'm not even throwing that in on Monday night, but there's just so many different things that are popping up now in fantasy that that I don't even know how to prepare for because I never would have guessed that Tommy DeVito would be leading the Giants to a victory at Washington, D.C., but lo and behold, it happened at Week 11. But the number of turnovers that they had in that game, right? I mean, I had Sam Howell. I I propped him up as a uh, top-five fantasy uh, option, and then, well, you get uh, Samuel gets himself kicked out of the game. Uh, And you've got turnovers left and right, uh, all of that. To, to roll into DeVito finding Saquon Barkley, as you mentioned before, and, and having himself uh, a whale of a game there. It doesn't have to be pretty. Uh, the stat lines all look the same, right? It's the uh, dribbler down the third base line to, to mix sports metaphors for and, and analogies for a second, right? The one that dribbles, and they're like, ah, oh, it's going to go foul, and then it just stays in the chalk. But in the box score the next day, it looks like a line drive, one hopper to the left fielder. So, you know, it's all all about aesthetics go out the window. It's just, you know, brass tacks, right? All these drop passes, missed opportunities. Yeah, when we do our football analysis, it's all fine and good. It could happen. Well, they dropped the ball. It doesn't matter, right? The MBS, that would have been a huge play for Patrick Mahomes owners. Yeah, no, it didn't yeah. happen. All the drops in the Charger game, right? If you had Justin Herbert, you're, you're still mad at Quentin Johnston, who got company from MVS on Monday night. But, you know, big-time 
performances and maybe at this point in the season, Dan, I mean, that's the difference between a playoff spot and being sent home in some of these leagues. And between all the injury issues that we've seen across the league and teams using the short-term IR or just deciding to shelve guys for weeks at a time, you know, trying to navigate the the lineup calls and especially in the backfield. I've been terrible at it this year. Pretty good success with a lot of the others. The running back position has vexed me each and every week, right? The hot hand effect versus goal line back versus, hey, that guy left because he got hit in the shin and he was laying down like Peter Griffin only to return in the third quarter to be a beast. You know, those kind of things happening time and again. And so going into week 12, there's still so much. We we always presume we know something, not just from a fantasy angle. We know the unders are cashing left and right, which is not good for the game. Um, it's great for people that are betting that side consistently at 63%, but it's not good for the game in terms of scoring and building these brands of players and, and excitement for games. But this is where we're at in, in 2023, and I wonder if it's a recency bias or you and I have been talking about it a couple of years. Maybe it's just gone to that next level of suckage in a lot of these games to where there's no denying it anymore. Yeah, I, I, think, that that, I think that that is the case. That there's always the quest of parity with Roger Goodell in the NFL, and maybe it's uh, be careful what you wish for because they are getting it right now. Uh, one of the teams – that I do want to touch on because actually it's two teams because this is the conundrum that we are all facing and it goes from week 11 and it goes into week 12. We saw the Jaguars get dominated by the Niners in week 10. They come out. Guess what? It's a Calvin Ridley sort of day for Jacksonville in week 11. Now they've got the Texans who, by the way, CJ Stroud's like, all right, now I'm going to start turning the ball over. And, you know, they almost throw away a game against the Arizona Cardinals, but still magnificent fans, fantasy numbers. If you're playing the aforementioned Devin Singletary, or if you're playing, playing CJ Stroud, or if you're playing tank Dell in that matchup, as we look ahead, tank Dell seems like automatic start could win a, a title. What do you do with, the weapons in Jacksonville for those that are like, Hey, I played Christian Kirk, which by the way, I was one of them. How do you navigate that sort of situation, especially with such a big divisional matchup this week? Yeah. I think as we go down the road, I mean, Kirk's still got to be a play, right? Cause I mean, we look at him week to week, you've had five or more targets every week, except for week one against Indianapolis. Otherwise you've got a couple of three double digit target Counts And again, quality of target, we can go game to game and try to figure that out, right? Uh, I'm not sitting down to watch all 22 of the last 11 Jaguar games uh, or 10 games. But when we we look at Kirk, I, I know there's going to be a pretty good fraction of Trevor Lawrence's targets that are going to find his way. Evan Ingram, tight end position is that I think I still have to have him in the mix depending on what my roster looks like. Because let's face it, the churn and burn at that position is a pain in the ass this year, mm-hmm. unlike any other. Uh, and as for Calvin Ridley, I sat him and looked at 31 points on the bench this past week. <laughs> I know, I but, know. But it's not, it's not forcing my hand to push him back in. Like I, I, was, I was reticent then, and even with this matchup, it's still going to be, all right, I've really got to look at my roster and to some degree, hope and pray, because Trevor Lawrence has not been great. 
No. Right? I think that's been lost in it, a lot of the fact that they've got a good record. I think it's lost in in what we uh, have expectation, reputation, whatever. They're winning, so it must be him. Well, it hasn't been a, I, at yeah. all. I think it was lost in his fantasy numbers. He had, what, two rushing touchdowns against the Titans this past week, and you're like, hey, awesome, but maybe not so much. Yeah, overall, it, it's still been uh, a, a fairly difficult proposition uh, for him on a week-to-week basis, and thinking that he and Ridley have finally managed something, yeah, I, I think that might be uh, a, a little bit you know, premature. I, I need to see it. And dare I say, I need to see it again. Could I put him in as a third wide receiver? Sure. How many leagues are still running with three wide receivers? Uh, I think that's kind of gone the way of the dodo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we start looking down into, into flex-worthy. I'm generally going to be, if if the roster goes, and even as, if I struggled with the running back, if I got a guy that's touching the ball a dozen times a game, it's awful tough to sit him down even in what could be a plus matchup. I mean, Houston giving up 20.8 points per game this year. I mean, that's good enough to be in the upper half of the NFL. So suddenly expecting them to fall apart in this kind of matchup, I, I don't know. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is I Want Your Flex. Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. Find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. We're going to take a timeout, but when we come back, Mike's going to give you his waiver wire picks for Week 12 of the season. Plus, we got to talk about Brandon Staley, uh, not talking to the fans. <laughs> we will talk about him. Plus, the Chargers have a big one Sunday night against the Ravens, how that could match up uh, for Baltimore uh, in their situation and for the Chargers as well. A lot to get to. He's Mike. I'm Dan. This is I Want Your Flex. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. 
All right, we're back. Get Mike at Swollen Dome. Hit me, Dan Beyer, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Uh, I did tease the Sunday night game, Ravens and Chargers. Yeah, baby, let's for go. Week 12. That Ravens-Bengals game seems like a distant memory <laughs> uh, from uh, from Thursday night. And while so focused on how the Bengals are going to survive, did mention Gus Edwards having a game. OBJ uh, dinged up but uh, got over the uh, the century mark. So there's uh, some interesting storylines in that game, not only from what happened on Thursday night, but then you mentioned the Chargers team dropping a bunch of passes in Green Bay. They also let Jordan Love throw for 300 yards. Maybe there's a Packers storyline to get in here. Uh, But, yeah, so so some stuff to look ahead from Week 12. But how does this hang over now for the Chargers and Brandon Staley's defense of his defense – how does that carry over from Week 11 into Week 12 with this huge match, huge matchup Sunday night? He needs a hug. He defends his defense while throwing everybody under the bus. Yeah. Our defense. No, you gave up a big play and gave up the lead to Jordan Love. Period. Now, should the offense have caught more passes? Sure. That's You're not leading at this point. I get it. The, the hot seat talk is rampant in L.A. and nationally, particularly nationally. Like in L.A., you know, they're worried about Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, and whether he's going to talk to the media and what his draft stock is. Right? I mean, there's so many other storylines. Who are the Dodgers going to sign in free agency is a bigger story uh, than anything Brandon Staley's doing locally. But, you know, the firm adherence to, hey, defensively, we got it right. It's like drop passes and this, that. The other like, no, 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 those were big. You still stink at the defensive side of your job. So stop being defensive. And you know what? The fans uh, will call for your uh, dismissal here even louder and more vociferously, although it'll be opposing fans cheering for the Ravens uh, on Sunday Night Football. Uh, For the Chargers, one thing he will have to contend with defensively, Dan, is trying to call the game with no Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. So suddenly that becomes a big deal for a team that's already been Civ-like, even with him, Khalil Mack, and Derwin James all available and playing, which has not been uh, especially, I mean, obviously Mack kind of new to the uh, the equation uh, overall. But, you know, when you look at Bosa and James, uh, health-wise, they haven't been there. Well, they're there. they were there, and they were still terrible time and time again. So for Lamar Jackson, it creates a great opportunity. Problem is his best weapon is gone Although they say they've got great news, and maybe you can hold out hope with uh, John Harbaugh that Mark Andrews returns for your fantasy playoffs. But in the interim, it's going to be about a mix and match. OD, uh, Odell, whether he's available to you. Uh, and certainly Zay Flowers has been fantastic. But I wonder how much you lean back into the run game of Mitchell and Gus Edwards uh, this week and Lamar with maybe a few more yeah. designed runs to help open things up. Zay Flowers is still going to get fed, right? For fantasy purposes, WR2 at at worst with some great upside against the secondary. Uh, but I would I would expect both Mitchell and Edwards to be pretty good plays for you this week. Isaiah Likely uh, is also a popular name out there. Zay Flowers would have had a touchdown against the Bengals, brought back uh, because of a holding penalty. So you're right about that. The one thing about the Ravens' backfield that I just don't know is the Justice Hill yeah. clutter. You know, like there's – it's one thing if you're like, all right, you know you're at the goal line, it's probably going to be Gus Edwards. But there were situations in the red zone where Justice Hill was in the game. I'm like, all right, well, then when are you going to play Keaton Mitchell? You're just hoping that he, you know, busts one, you know, Right, you get that one – yeah, you get that one yeah. carry. <laughs> Which, okay, could happen against the Chargers on Sunday night. Who knows? But, yeah, that, that situation is um, – 
Yeah, you know, you're right about Andrews, and now OBJ being injured could open the doors from for some. I just, I think the the pecking order is though Edwards, Mitchell, and Justice Hill. I don't want to I don't want to cloud right. anything that you've said, Mike, with that by throwing Justice Hill's name out there. But it's, it's there, like it's there, just enough to scare you. Yeah, right. In terms of all right, I'm going to play this guy, assuming I'm getting eight to ten touches, and that means you know eight to ten from Mitchell. That's no guarantee with the way mm-hmm. Harbaugh has been running this squad. As a guy who held on to Justice Hill uh, a long time and finally just said, you know what, you're weighing me down. I can't do it. Can't do it. I need I need help somewhere else. So I'll I went t- somewhere else. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I what I liked in Week 11, and it's not great for fantasy wise. Uh, Dallas did seem to realize that they had a bit of a Tony Pollard problem. Mm-hmm. Now, he only had 12 carries in the game, but they won 33 to 10 against the Carolina Panthers. That as a as a person who has shares in Tony Pollard, uh it was appreciated that uh he was able to get into the end zone. But do you see the the different target numbers? It wasn't CD Lamb 17 targets and Brandon Cooks four. You know, like they, they spread it around Curious to see how it plays out. I think I think Thanksgiving Day could be a shootout, and we'll get more into that coming up in Wednesday's pod. But uh, Dallas evening things out, uh, maybe at the detriment of C.D. Lamb, but I did think that they were trying to make Tony Pollard um, somewhat right. Yeah, and they talked about that. C.D. Lamb uh, before the game talking about Brandon Cook starting to become a little more integrated into the offense, and then he gave the nod of, hey, now it's time to get to get uh, Tony Pollard uh, fed a little bit and get him on track. So I, I like that, you know, there's a holistic approach, you know, and these guys seem to be recognizing what's needed from the squad and putting that out as opposed to I need five more targets, which is good. Right, because six catches, 38 yards, did find the end zone, but broke that streak, unfortunately, uh, that folks love so much. Uh, does have a little bit of an ankle injury, but looks like he'll be ready to go uh, come Thursday's uh, performance there uh, for us on Thanksgiving Day. But, yeah, the Tony Pollard conundrum, at least for a moment, I think he breathed a little bit of a sigh of relief because there's also a, a, another smash opportunity against Washington. I do want to bring up one other thing, yeah. and I don't mean to pick on on this member of the Carolina Panthers because it's unfair. But in the times that I've I've watched them, I Jonathan Mingo um, has dropped about ten passes yeah. that I've I've watched the Carolina Panthers play. And you're like, why are you talking about Jonathan Mingo on this podcast? The only reason is is because I had the Cowboys box score in front of me, and then I looked at the Panthers box score. And you see Adam Thielen's numbers, and then you see everybody else's, and I'm like, "Well, who the heck was second in targets?" And it was Jonathan Mingo. Yeah. So I clicked on Mingo, uh, six targets, one reception, and I'm like, "This is a theme." I'm like, "I've got to see how many times this guy's been targeted." Mike, Jonathan Mingo's been targeted 51 times, second round pick out of Ole Miss, 51 times this year by Bryce Young, and he's got 24 receptions. Yeah. So less than half of the time you are targeting him, <laughs> he is catching the football. That is that is unheard of. In 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 like 
and again, you're not playing Jonathan Mingo. Don't don't ever don't ever. I just I thought it was crazy. I wanted to bring up the stat because I just think it's ridiculous. But one of those things where your eyes tell you something, and then you have this stat to be able to, uh, I guess, back yourself up. It it was able to solidify my thinking. And I hope Jonathan Mingo turns out to have a great career. But. Man, a tough go of the first 11 weeks of his NFL career. Pretty amazing. I'd love to go back, and, and I'm not going to say that I, I, I tried my, my best to get back through every game and see every team, you know, at least every other week. I can't say that I've been able to force myself to watch a lot of Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Yeah, no, no, Like, no. if it's on the four box, I can guarantee you that's the quadrant that's getting the least amount of eye appeal for me on a <laughs> weekly basis. But I'd love to go back and see, like, are they just throwing it up? You know, hey, go make a big play here? Or is it, you know, short and intermediate that's still not connecting? Because then it becomes an even bigger in- indictment on Bryce Young, right, if, if we're yeah. talking about those type of passes. But other way, but for Mingo, for fantasy purposes, certainly in dynasty leagues, would have been a guy getting picked up. Sure. Right? Would have yeah. been a guy drafted with the expectation that physically he'd he'd make a, a play even in as a rookie because you did only have Adam Thielen. And I think come trade deadline, there was a lot of excitement. Hey, Adam Thielen might get dealt. And you and I talked about it quite a bit. And it made no sense because you need something there for Bryce Young to hang his yeah, hat on. They have nothing. Otherwise you might as well have just put him on in mothballs. Uh, absolutely right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 amazing to see he gets eight receptions for seventy four yards, and the next best reception wise is Lavisca Chenault two for nine yards. It's really it's really an amazing yeah uh, level of futility. Uh, one thing to to bring note on, and not just because I'm a, a noted Bears honk, but in the last two weeks we've gotten two guys that finished in the top ten back. Kyler Murray. We talked about his video game turbo boost last week. Well, finished with 21 points, um, in depending on your scoring, of course. Uh, but against Houston, uh, had his moments, and then Justin Fields returns for the Bears. Uh, 16 of 23. They took the ball out of his hands with two dopey dives into the into the backs uh, of the Bears' offensive line. Um, if you weren't trying to lose. Um, then you, this would put you in the firing line, but we know the Bears won't. Uh, but at 104 rushing yards on the day, pretty good day for Justin yeah. Fields in his return. Uh, I don't know what it means on the grand scheme, but you still got your desired loss if you're one who truly believes in, in what the draft can do for you and the people that are doing the drafting, which, as you know, Dan, I don't. Uh, and I don't I don't know anything in that management system or coaching staff that I trust at all. But Justin Fields, I thought, played a pretty good game in his return to the field. And as you mentioned before, you know, on Monday night, we'll get a, a look at him versus Dobbs and what could be a high scoring affair. So, uh, you know, fantasy owners maybe breathe a sigh of relief with all the injuries and ineffectiveness at fantasy quarterbacks. Maybe Justin Fields found a little bit of his old self. Uh, while recovering from his injury. I've got some Seahawk thoughts uh, since we're talking about favorite teams, but I'm going to save them. Oh, I'm going to save them for our Wednesday pods. Is, are you going to curse a the... lot? <laughs> I, you know what? This is all I'll say. This is all I'll say. This is the opportunity to do it because we'll actually talk about their specific players. I think a lot of Seahawk fans were mad at how Sunday finished against the Rams, and they were mad because of what that meant to the season. 
Mike, I was not mad because of what it meant to the season. They aren't on the same level as San Francisco, and they're not on the same level of Philadelphia. They're just not. And because it's been a decade basically now of this or eight years of this, it's just kind of there. And I know I'm talking to, you know, a guy who's a Bears fan and is like, you know, die to get back into the playoffs. But this is a team that may still well get into the playoffs, but has absolutely no shot, no shot whatsoever of doing any damage. And that was the realization. My takeaway from Sunday was, yeah, Jason Myers misses a 55-yard field goal. Yeah, they kind of botched the end of the game. But they're up 16-7 to in this game, you know, in the fourth quarter. The Rams probably really don't care to win. And they're still unable to put it away. I don't know what their identity is. That's actually the really, really disheartening thing about it. So, well, just remember, spiel. you got you got a number of weeks of games left, and not that you're praying for injuries, but let's face it, it's the National Football League. Some doors sure. may open back up, that, well, and that's the weird thing about the NFL in 2023. As bad and and we could talk about mediocrity, parody suckage uh wherever you're at on that continuum uh the final weeks of the season especially with the dopey divisional play once guys are injured and you're playing your third quarterback or fourth wide receiver or 38th line combination you may still have games that get you into the playoffs and depending on where everybody else is in the health continuum you might all of a sudden have a shot dan um, they have no shot. No, oh, I'm trying I, to be positive. If, uh, that never happens. <laughs> I was going to ask you, because I posed this question on my Sunday show after they lost. It wasn't even a question. I said how I felt. I, I, And I asked George Reister this question. That's what I did. I asked, you know, like, are they a good team? And my whole point was, I don't think they do anything great. Yeah. And that's the point of it is – they don't run the ball great. They don't throw the ball, you know, uh, superbly. Uh, they don't get after the quarterback. Boya Mafe does, but the other, like, there's, they're not, you know, stout against the run. Devin Witherspoon's put on one heck of a highlight film, but you can't say that that secondary is completely locked down Legion of Boom second. Like, they don't, they don't do anything well. Like, they're like great. They're just, they're, they're good in spots and not good in others. And, that's what's frustrating is they don't do anything like really good to great. So that was my frustration. I think that's a really good way to put it. And I'll just steal from, from uh, Tim Roth uh, character in Reservoir Dogs. He convinced me. I want my dollar back. <laughs> well done. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll take one last time out. Then we'll get to your waiver wire on the other side for week 12. Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. Hit me up at Dan Bayer on Fox. This is I Want Your Flex. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. All right, waiver wire for Week 12. It's a crunch, Mike, with the three games on Thursday, game on Friday. I know we're going to have eight teams already out of the picture on Saturday if you're looking for guys to pick up, so you might as well pick them up now. Who do we got waiver wire entering Week 12? Yeah, as we start diving into the waiver wire uh, for this week, we, we get into some strange bedfellows and kind of a little wishing and hoping. We look to the matchup, adding some Green Bay magic as they, they rolled up on the – the Chargers, well, Jordan Love may be a guy you look at in a matchup pushing the ball uh, against Detroit. Jaden Reed, uh, who has shown up for them time and again. You know, we've looked at Dobbs. We look at Watson. Well, Jaden Reed's quietly having himself a nice year. Again, strange bedfellows on what is a strange week uh, as you roll through. A.J. Dillon, only 62% to go back to the Packers. I know the run game has been awful. But Aaron Jones ain't playing on Thursday. Yep. There's no chance in hell uh, of that, right? So uh, opportunity uh, for Dylan to make a little bit of noise factor into the past game. Uh, Zach Charbonneau, we were talking about a little bit about Seattle uh, with Kenneth Walker the third, uh, not done for the year they say yet, uh, but potential is there. Uh, Charbonnet only owned in 45% of leagues. We've talked a lot about Ty Chandler as well. He's owned in about 40% of leagues. Uh, You want to get into Operation Desperation. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott coming out of the bye week uh, has his partial partial, uh, ownership of what's going on there in New England. So, you know, the desperation. Uh, a guy that I think is kind of interesting going forward. You saw him used a lot Sunday night by the Broncos in the comeback win over Minnesota, and that's Samaji Pirine. We know what he was as a pass catcher for the for for the Bengals for years, and he yeah. was huge on that final drive, right? What was it, four catches and a chunks of yardage. He's only owned in about 18%, 20% of leagues. So one of those guys, I think I would raise my hand and just say, you know what, make the preemptive strike. Not that we're wishing anything to Javante Williams at all, uh, but a guy that might be worth a look-see uh, in your league long-term as a starter, but certainly short-term, 
get your insurance card. We've talked about Brandon Cooks only owned in about 50% of leagues. Folks reticent to jump on board there so far, Dan, uh, as we go. Russell Wilson going back to the Broncos, owned in about half of leagues. It ain't always pretty. The yardage total ain't been great, Dan. But the opportunity uh, certainly there for him. Odell Beckham Jr., if he's cleared, we'll keep an eye on the injury report. But since we're recording this uh, very early on a Tuesday, well, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., 30% owned against that Charger secondary. Sure. Just keep saying, against that Charger secondary. Uh, Rondale Moore scored early for the Cardinals. Target share up. Uh, Wilson still banged up there for them. So other guys taking advantage of those opportunities. And then back to the quarterback position already gave – you know, love and, and a, a little bit of love along the way. No jokes uh, there. Uh, I'm curious about Matthew Stafford, right? 40% owned the Cooper Cup injury. It looks like he'll be okay. So maybe an opportunity there. Uh, they've got Arizona this week. Beatable downfield. Yep. The uh, the Puga Nakua train rolls on with the Rams. Um, and I uh, spot started Rondale Moore. Nicely so done. F- five minutes into to week eleven, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'll take the 48 yard touchdown. You know, like right out of the gates. Yeah, all right, that was, was enough for it me. It was funny, Dan. I picked up, you know, so hanging out with my daughters, I, I picked up my older daughter, and we um, younger one was taking care of some volunteer work. So we went out to lunch, and we sat down to watch the games. And I did a little fist pump because I'd mentioned Rondell Moore on the Sunday morning show with Bucky Brooks. Uh-huh. Just kind of a, you know what, wild hair. You know, we're talking about the matchup a little bit. And then he scores, and my daughter laughs. She goes, what happened that you're excited? I go, oh, the guy for the Cardinals scores. She goes, I don't see that game on any of the screens. I'm like, nor should you. But they just <laughs> scrolled across the bottom. So she started becoming obsessed with the scroll and the updates on the four box on the giant TV. And so she every every little uh, thing that scrolled by, she's trying to make sense of it. What does that acronym mean? What does that mean? <laughs> so it was pretty cool. I uh, he was my give me one reason to to start Rondell Moore. So we'll we'll take it just for yeah, the take simple the victories, fact of baby. yeah, just the simple fact of Kyler Murray's action being there and and uh, yeah, I don't know how different the Cardinals are. They're just a lot better without Clayton Tune. As their starting quarterback, no, yeah. and honestly, and honestly, they're better without Josh Dobbs right now. So, um, so kudos to, to Kyler Murray. As Michael Scott would say, it turns out to be a win-win-win situation. Nicely done. Where Dobbs is doing his stuff in Minnesota, and Kyler's back with Arizona. What the future holds, who knows? Um, but yeah, Rams Cardinals in uh in week 12 all right that'll do it for uh this episode of i want your flex again hit mike up at swollen dome you got me at dan byer on fox our executive producer is ryan bershinger you can find him at ryan bershinger bersh is going to be off for a few weeks he's going to be off to the the, uh, philippines quitter he'll be back on wednesday's episode yeah i told him he still needed to record his bits (laughs) i don't care where you are where you're trying to hide that you need to still, uh, you know, don't be derelict of duty. We, uh, we've we tried to give you four episodes uh, each week throughout the season. Holiday week, there will be no episode on Thanksgiving. So you're going to get one on Tuesday, which is this one. You're going to get one on Wednesday, which is Wednesdays. And then you're going to get one on Friday as well. So 
Uh, we are thankful for you, the listener. Thankful to always hang out with Mike and Ryan. And so for those guys, I am Dan Byer, and we will talk to you next time right here on I Want Your Flex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.